Did you know that it's possible to raise your littles to want to listen to you without the use of consequences, rewards, and bribes? Hi, I'm Kaylee Zeyer, and this is the Chaos to Connected podcast, where we discuss simple yet effective parenting strategies to manage those pesky behaviors we go to bed at night hoping will be gone tomorrow. We're going to stand up to societal norms of disconnection, shaming, and punishments so we can take a deeper look into our child's heart. It's there you'll find connection, and there where you'll find more peace, obedience, respect, and joy. So what are you waiting for? We know those behaviors aren't going to go away on their own. Let's dive in. Hey there, and welcome to the Chaos to Connected podcast. Today I have a fun topic for you, and that is whether you are right now a consequence or connection-focused parent. And I just want to say up front that I think it is extremely easy to get caught up in consequences because it's likely, honestly, how you were raised and it's just truly how society teaches us to parent. You don't like what your child's doing. You want to find strategies to manage your child's behavior. The majority of what you're going to hear from a wide variety of professionals and find, unless you're really digging in, is based on manipulation techniques. And one of the biggest ones is consequences. Now, I am not including natural consequences in this discussion because I think those are incredibly important and it's what I really try and rely on. But in all honesty, that doesn't mean I don't know how hard it can be in the midst of challenging behaviors to just want to throw out a consequence because I know what's going to get the results, right? I know that my child is going to do what I want because they don't want the consequence. So really hear me on that. I know this is a big challenge and there's lots of factors to consider. So this week on my Instagram, I did a poll in my stories about why it feels easy to get stuck in a rut of giving out consequences. And I don't just mean like, you know, one day you're more frustrated or stressed and you use a consequence and then maybe the end of the week you do it again. I mean, you are stuck in a constant pattern of your child isn't doing what you want, you immediately give it out a consequence. You get upset, you immediately give out a consequence. Like this constant pattern of throwing out consequences. And the number one answer that people gave me was because the behavior was triggering. Now, I'm not going to go into trigger management today, but you can definitely scroll through the list of episodes and find several on different tips and strategies and perspective changes to help you learn to effectively manage them if that's something that you feel like you need to focus more on right now. Today, I want to focus on how to know if you're stuck in consequences and how you can transition to a more connection-focused parenting lens if you're finding that you're in that place. So I recognize that when I feel stuck in a rut of wanting to hand out consequences, the overall feel of our home environment is just negative. Like, do you feel that too? And with that, generally comes more behaviors because, you know, kids are feeling more of that negative energy. They're feeling more disconnected because consequences, punishment, they're not connecting. They're disconnecting. And when our kids are disconnected, that's when we see more behaviors because their thinking brain becomes offline. So that then, you know, the uptick in behaviors, that leads to wanting to give out more consequences. And it just kind of perpetuates this cycle. So let's stop the cycle and let's just take a moment and assess where you're at. So step one to figure out where you're at right now is to just simply assess that, reflect on it. 
Are you happy with using consequences? If so, and you feel like it's working for you, I'm honestly not here <laughs> to change to change you or how you parent your kids. That is 100% up to you. But if you find that you're struggling, let's check in. Are you regularly struggling to know how to handle the behavior you're experiencing? Because when we don't know what to do, that often prompts a consequence because we know that that generally gets results. Now, long-term, I would disagree, you know, like in the long-term, it's not going to continue to produce results, but we know in the moment, it's probably going to help that situation along. Do you feel like the only solution you have to get obedience is to use a consequence or a threat? Because again, your kids aren't responding to other things. And maybe you might notice too that if you're in this pattern quite a bit, that your consequences and threats need to get larger and larger because otherwise your kid is ignoring them because it's happening so much that they're like, whatever, it it doesn't even matter anymore. I can't do anything. Are you getting upset and immediately assuming defiance when your child does something that's quote unquote wrong or looks wrong from your perspective? Are you raising your voice or yelling before gathering more information? These are all signs that you are driven more by that consequence lens. A connection-focused parent or someone who has more of that connection-focused lens on is more able to see from a child's perspective and respond consciously. Now, if you've heard me talk in other episodes, you may have heard me say that like 90% of our responses come from our subconscious. And so if we haven't done the work to understand how to manage our triggers to take hold of the conditioning and the patterning that we have, then this is going to be especially challenging. So you are likely going to ebb and flow between these two because hello, you're human. You're not immune to your own emotions and reactions, and we're never going to be perfect. We're never going to be all out connection focused lens. I mean, even someone like me who has studied this, been trained in this, is constantly talking about it. Like I still am human and I still get into times where, you know, I just naturally, like it's just that subconscious automatic response of giving out a consequence. And afterwards I'm like, hmm, that wasn't really my preference. (laughs) I wish I would have paused, you know, so you are going to go between both. So I don't want there to be any like shame here. Um, But the, the key factor is awareness, understanding where you're at and when it's time to adjust. So whenever you feel like things are getting more chaotic or you're feeling less peaceful in your home or like your encounters with your child are always seeming to be like you giving them a direction and then maybe they're not following it and then you're getting upset or just feeling lots of negativity there and like angst and they're just going to, you know, whine and, you know, just all this negativity wrapped up in the the engagement that you have with your child, then take a minute to reflect on whether or not you are leaning more towards consequence focused or connection focused. And then if necessary, let's proceed and make changes. So you might be thinking, okay, I know right now I'm really heavily focused on consequences, but I want to shift the other direction, but I don't know what to do. (laughs) So What I would recommend is to get curious. So again, 
getting curious with your reactions, getting curious with where those come from and identifying why you're having such a struggle. Is it because you're triggered? Is it because it's your patterning and how you were raised? Is there some other reason? And then when a situation arises, pause and assess that situation. Could there be other things going on? And I think the key word here is pause. It is incredibly easy to jump into a reaction because that's just what we naturally do, right? Like we either want to fix it, we want to let them know that they did something wrong and they need to they need to fix it. We need to we feel like we're constantly having to just like do it immediately. But you will come with more level-headedness and clarity if you pause first. So figure out a way how to do that for yourself, whether you want to, you know, think every time my child is doing something, I'm going to pause to myself, close my eyes and count to three. I'm going to take four deep breaths, like whatever it is. If you need something to pair with the pause, do that. If you are the praying type, pause and say, Help me to see my child through your eyes. That's something that I think is really important. It can be really easy to see our child for their behaviors, especially if they're challenging. And just pausing to ask God for us to see them as he sees them can be really powerful. And then ask questions. So this works for both gathering information and then problem solving a solution. So, so often we see, it's like, you know, you teach your kid, well, maybe maybe you don't, but I always think of, growing up, hearing about, you know, you are probably the second one, you know, say, say your sibling hits you and you hit back, who's going to be caught? Not the first person. Generally speaking, it's usually the second one. And so, so often we see that end of it and we automatically want to jump to, why did you hit your brother? You know, versus taking a moment to pause and then saying, what happened here? And really hearing both sides, because there are so many times before I knew how to implement connection strategies that I immediately jumped on my oldest for being aggressive. And now when I pause and ask, 90% or more of the time, he has asked his sibling to stop. He has tried to do something different and it didn't work. And so by the third or fourth time, he hits or he has been hit first and he is defending himself. And so I just want to encourage you to really go in asking questions because there's so much else going on. Even if your child was the first one to hit, why? Like, did they feel provoked? Did their, are their feelings hurt? Are they disconnected? Like what is going on there? Um, so I want to give you an example of this. A few weeks ago, we were baking in the kitchen And when I say baking, I mean, my kids were given random ingredients and they're making their own concoctions. They love to do this. And if your kids like to do this, I would suggest like, if you don't want to use your like good ingredients because of cost and all that stuff, what I would suggest is saving any, anything that expires and let them use that. Um, Because, you know, they always assume we're going to eat it, but we never do because it doesn't turn out really most of the time. But my youngest, um, who is three at the time of this, 
he spilled a little cocoa powder on the counter. And as I'm doing something else, probably like cleaning up a little mess in another part of the kitchen or attending to my other son, getting him something, I look over and he's wiping it onto the floor. <laughs> now, if you're like me, you were probably like, um, excuse me, don't wipe that on the floor. Like you're making a big mess, you know? And if I were to have been viewing this through a consequence focused lens, I likely would have done that. I would have started to get upset and started lecturing him about how we don't put our food on the floor and now the floor is a mess. And guess what? Consequence. Now you're done. You know, you pushed all the ingredients on the ground. You're done. Go away. But instead, I thankfully had my connection focus lens on and I decided in that moment to not assume defiance. I think that's really, really powerful is we automatically assume our child is doing something to do wrong by us or to because they know that we don't want them to do it or they know it's wrong and while sometimes this can obviously be the case I think so much more we're just assuming that than really understanding what is actually going on so instead I remembered he's three and I thought if I was a three-year-old with a messy spot in front of me and I wanted it clean what would I do I probably wouldn't sit there and think oh I'm going to go find a washcloth and get it wet and wipe it off. The easiest and most effective way for me to get it clean is simply move it off the surface because it doesn't bother me on the floor. I'm not down there. It's way down there and I'm focused up here. So after I kind of thought about this, I asked him, did you just like, was it bothering you? Did you just want it to get it out of your way so that you could you know, use a different ingredient or whatever. And he responded, yes, he just wanted to clean his spot up. So instead of making him leave the counter and end the fun that everyone was having, I just simply explained to him what to do next time. Understanding that he wanted his surface clear and that's totally fine. And then we worked on cleaning up the cocoa powder together. So sometimes together means that I'm doing, you know, equal work. Sometimes that means I'm doing a little bit, and sometimes that means I'm simply guiding them step by step on what to do. And this is the natural consequence, right? Like, even though he didn't necessarily make a mess on purpose, your consequence, your natural consequence is we need to clean it versus assuming defiance, getting upset, and sending him off to be done with the fun activity. So, If you're struggling to parent with connection, I want you to know that you're not alone because you likely weren't raised in an environment, even if you had amazing parents that was focused on connection over consequences or punishments or bribing or keeping your emotions back, taking timeouts away from everybody, because that's just largely what is taught as effective. And I mean, I even experienced it. My pediatrician, you know, was trying to tell me these things. And it can look very effective. However, it's not getting at the root cause and it only perpetuates the patterning and the conditioning that we have to not share our feelings, to be perfectionistic, to be people pleasers, whatever that might be for you. So if you are ready to get out of that cycle, if you want more peace in your home, more laughter and enjoyment, more consistency with knowing how to manage the behaviors that will work long-term, that is one of the biggest challenges with using more manipulation type strategies is that they're not going to work long term. It might work immediately right now, 
but you're going to be constantly having to change what that threat or punishment or bribe is to actually make it effective. So I want you, if that sounds like you, to head to the show notes, check out a short video on my 30-day behavior blueprint program, click the link there and you can watch it. And if you decide you're ready to dive in, check the description of that video, fill out the form. That's going to give me a better idea before I connect with you directly on what some of the challenges are that you're facing. And then once you submit the form, which is like five to seven questions, really basic. Some of them are just like rating on on a scale to one to 10, not challenging. You will also receive a free PDF so that you can print it out and have it handy because if you're like me, you can have all the resources on your computer, but I am rarely on my computer, especially when I'm feeling challenged by my kids. I'm usually with them, not with my computer. And so I wanted to make this really simple and easy for you to print off, have it handy. Maybe you have it on the fridge. Maybe you have it, I don't know, somewhere with five tips that you can implement immediately to decrease your child's intense or challenging behaviors. And these aren't like, you know, do special time. These are really simple things that might be challenging at first, but they're really, really um, much more simple than going through some of these connection strategies. So go check that out if that sounds like something you need right now. And as always, I would love if this episode or any others helped you in some way. If you would take one minute, scroll to the bottom of the page, leave a rating and review because it is honestly... It brings me so much joy (laughs) when I can't connect with you face to face or even know who you are. It's really nice to see your messages. It's encouraging and it lets me know that I'm on the right track in providing you info that you are finding valuable, but you are also helping other moms find alternate strategies to the common manipulation behavioral strategies that are regularly recommended that just don't produce lasting results and making it easier for them to get those things because I know how challenging that can be to find. And I would love to connect with you. Like I said, I never get to see you. I don't know who you are unless you connect with me first. So please reach out via email, send me a message over on Instagram, and let's be friends and chat. You can never have too many friends in motherhood, right? All right, I will talk to you next time. Real quick before you go, if you felt encouraged and inspired by listening to this show, I'd love for you to leave a rating or review over at Apple Podcasts so we can spread the word to help other mamas feel less alone and find beauty in the behaviors. You can also take a screenshot of this episode, share it over on your Instagram stories and take me at Kaylee Josire and we'll all do a little happy dance together. I love nothing more than to cheer you on along this journey. This work is so hard, but don't forget God has not only called you to it, but he has equipped you for it. Now go get connected. I'll see you next week.